Welcome back to episode three, week three of Hit the Books. Myself, Tyler Huffnagel, my producer, Jesse Cox, are here to join you today. Um, Michael Mackey could not make it with us today. He was unable to be here. He is um, looking to get a win this weekend against the Akron Zips as they come into Morgantown to play the West Virginia Mountaineers hockey team. Mackey looking to get his second win on the season. Uh, let's hope pulling for the boys at home. They got a game Friday and Saturday. Best of luck to them. I uh, wish Mackey could have been here, but, you know, he's busy, quote-unquote, doing dry land. But we'll see how that goes. Poor Mackey's got to be at dry land while we're here recording the podcast. I'm really feeling for him in these dark, dark times. Yeah, I know. I know deep down he'd rather be here, but that's all that matters. Of course. But we're still going to get a good episode for you. Hopefully get some good picks in. Last week we weren't too hot, one and four. I don't really want to talk too much about last week. Play the sad music. Do whatever you want to do. But uh, moving on to this week, you know how that means. Bad week, one week. You know, I'm not going to say it, but going into this week, I like the board. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Anyways, uh, we got a special guest caller today. First time on the podcast. First time for us doing it. Very excited about that. And I think it's time to jump into the matchup. Tough. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the guest caller thing, it's something we're looking to get into each week is now we're rolling into the season, week three. We got a couple guests that we want to introduce to you guys, the listeners, and we think they have some valuable information to give out to you and kind of add a different twist on the podcast and get some different information for you guys and different opinions. Absolutely. We want to get some more content for you guys and just keep the ball rolling. Yeah, let's get into these picks. So tomorrow night, we got Thursday Night Football. There's a night football, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. We got the Panthers at minus 7.5, money line at minus 405, and the over-under at 43.5. Huff, you got anything good about this one? Um, I don't know anything I'd say anything good other than the fact that I know that uh, Houston's at home in this game without their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. I saw this morning he's going to be ruled out for tomorrow night. Houston, not too good of a team this year. They were able to get a win in week one against Jacksonville in a struggling uh, Jaguars offense with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer at the helm. But uh, last week they were tough with, or faced with a tougher matchup in Cleveland. But uh, they lost by 10. They covered. They're 2-0 and covering so far on the season. But 1-1 one and one on the season. Do you like the Texans at plus 7.5, minus 102? I don't know. With the backup quarterback in there, I don't know if I can put money on them. The only thing they got going for them is that they're at home, but even that, with a team like that, I can't bet on the Houston Texans this year. They just don't have much upside for me. The seven and a half is a lot, though, for the Panthers and Sam Darnold, but I think I'm going to be okay. If you had to take the points, I'd definitely lean towards Carolina, and that money line is just too heavy to put money on unless you're going with a parlay or something. So give me the um, it's minus seven and a half for Carolina. I agree with you there. Nothing good. Nothing good at this game. Uh, I got some trends. The Panthers covered the last seven games against the spread on the road. All is an underdog, but are favorites against Texans on Thursday. So it's very interesting. Kind of a little wacky stat. Yeah. As well as the under is hitting the last five Panthers games with it set at 43 and a half here. If we get an under, we're looking at a re- relatively lower scoring game. Yeah, I could see, I mean, I could see 24-10 Carolina if, if the Texans even score 10. What are you taking again? I'd say Carolina minus seven and a half. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Yeah. They're they're looking to repeat history here. Yeah. That's so. 
moving forward on first game on Sunday at 1 p.m., we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're looking at another 7.5 point spread in the favor of the Cardinals, a minus 360 money line and an over-under at 51.5. The Jaguars have only covered two of the last eight games they've played at home. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be able to pull it off here in week three? I think I've asked that question every week, and I ask it yet again. Um, I think we're going to be asking ourselves that same question next week, if that's the week, because I don't see this week being his week at minus seven and a half i'm going to take the cardinals i think they win this game by 10 or more um that 51 and a half is interesting to me at the under i just don't see the jaguars scoring over 14 points maybe even 17 so i would go with i would go with the cardinals with the points and if you're an over-unders guy take the under but, yeah, give me the Cardinals here. I like Kyler Murray. They only won by one last week against the Vikings. But going into Jacksonville, I don't think they'll have too much to worry about. I think they can handle this 7.5-point spread. I have not have to agree with you there. I think we got something special coming later in the episode about this game. So stay tuned. Yes, we do. Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. This is a 1 o'clock game. We got the... Titans at minus five and a half, money line at minus two fifty, and the over under at forty eight and a half. Yeah, I mean this is a tough game. Uh, you see the Colts kind of banged up. Carson Wentz got hurt again last week. Not a big Carson Wentz fan, but uh, this Colts team coming into Tennessee, there's more than just five and a half points in the line. This is a divisional matchup early in the season. Uh, the Colts banged up. They look to get a win here, but. Uh, personally, I like the Titans. I don't know if I like them by five and a half. They were underdogs last week. I got them at plus six going into Seattle. Uh, they won outright, so that one ended up uh, hitting for me. But uh, here this week against the Colts at home, give me, I don't know, that minus 250 money line is heavy. I'd probably just take the safe at the money line. I don't know if, the, if they're going to cover that five and a half. I could see this coming down to a field goal or maybe even four points. So, um but I also don't know if I like it enough to give the Colts the five and a half. So I'm going to just go with the Titans on the 250 money line. All right. I got some trends. The road team has both covered and won outright in the last five matchups between these clubs. So, I mean, I think a healthy Colts team could could make that stat. That. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The Colts have covered in the last six games on the road yet another you know, another bang for the Colts, but yeah. again, uh, again with a start with their starting quarterback, hopefully in that game. Yeah, I mean, they have had seasons with Andrew Luck missing, but recently they've had their starter last year with it being Rivers, and this year with Wentz playing the past two games. So, I think Titans with the points is a is a good move. Going against the trends, you think? With an unhe- with an unhealthy Colts team, honestly. Yeah, at five and a half, yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't know, think the Colts are going to lose by. Yeah, I'm not giving the Colts five and a half, but I think the Titans, that's why I'm going with just the money line. I don't know if that, that five and a half is a lot, I think, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Titans won a lot or won by a lot, but I also could see this being a close game, and I'm just going to take the safe bet with the money line. Depending on what the the payout is, what the odds are, possibly buy a few points on the Titans there. Yeah, maybe buy a couple points and get them by a field goal, but I don't because know what that's going to be at. 
I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, it's going to be between a field goal and, and a touchdown. It's yeah. not. So that's right where they have it sitting. They, right. That's what Vegas. They know. Is, so. They know. So um, yeah, I'll take the money line on the Titans. Moving forward, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Lions. We got the Baltimore Ravens at minus seven and a half, minus four fifty in the over under at forty nine and a half. Um, interesting over under. I feel like it's kind of high for, you know, an average, above average Ravens team. I don't love what they're putting out this year. And a they had a good game average. last week against Kansas City. That's You're a big, right. That was a big statement game for them. I You're mean, right. I I didn't bet it personally, but. It w- I said it wasn't going to surprise me if Lamar Jackson wins against Mahomes in the regular season. Um, but when it comes to the playoffs, I'll put my money on Mahomes any day of the week. This game specifically, I'm taking the Ravens with the 7.5. I don't see anything coming out of Detroit with an upside where I can give them 7.5 points against the Ravens, even at home. Goff looked terrible last week. The first half, they looked good. The first drive... Come the second half, that game, they didn't score a point in the second half, and the Packers just ran away with it. Um, I'm pretty confident giving the Ravens 7.5. If you really want to, I would probably go by a point and get the 6.5 just to be get that touchdown and extra point cover. But, yeah, the 49.5, I don't know. That's sitting kind of high for the Lions. Uh, I don't see them scoring too many here. but That's what I'm thinking. Can't I don't think this is going to be a – 50 point game. Yeah. I I'd take I'd take Ravens with the points and then if you like the points total I'd go under. But yeah, I like the Ravens with the points a lot here. I like the 7 and a half as well. I think that's a good move. And going forward, the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. We got the Buffalo Bills at minus 7 and a half as well. Minus 335 in the over under set at 45 and a half. Not sure what I'm thinking about this game. The Bills were the absolute pick of the weekend last weekend for anyone that had them. I personally did not. I wish I did. They were free money at that. I believe they were two and a half or three and a half. They closed out. They ended up winning by, um, I I think it was was crazy. I saw a score. It was like 30-some nothing at one point. But, yeah, this week, Washington going into Buffalo. Buffalo at home, a seven and a half point favorite. A lot of seven and a half point favorites this week. Um, Do you think we're going to start seeing production from Josh Allen? I think, yeah. I think it's where he starts rolling. I don't know if I like their 7.5, though. Um, I don't know. This comes down to a lot of the who's injured, who's playing. I don't know. This is tough. Maybe I don't. Heineke for Washington, quarterback, I don't know if he's still going to be playing. I'd probably take the Bills, but that 7.5 is a lot. I don't know. Um yeah, probably 45 and a half too, or on the total points is that could go either way. That's right. That's right where it should be. Yeah, honestly, I I, I would not touch that. I think the Bills are going to win here. I think seven and a half is too much. Yeah, I probably I think... won't touch this game again this week. I'll be avoiding the Bills spread. So we'll have to see where that one ends up. And looking into the next game of the week, we got a 1 o'clock start for the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, Sean Payton, and the boys going up to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots with Mac Jones. Uh, looking good so far this season. 1-1 one one on the year. Um, minus 3 
for the Patriots right now, sitting at plus 100 on the odds, minus 146 money line, and over under 41.5. The over is favorited at that number at minus 115. Personally, looking at these numbers right off the bat, I think I like the Saints plus three. I think the Saints get back on track after a rough game in Carolina last week. Missing eight assistant coaches. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. But I think the Saints have a big game in Foxborough. I think Mac Jones isn't going to really get on pace yet. He's going to have that rookie kind of rough start where it takes a second for things to get rolling. You might get a couple wins along the way, but it also takes a couple losses where you have to learn from you know, what you could have done or what you didn't do or things along that nature. But I think Jameis comes out on top here. I think the Saints win outright personally, but I'm going to give them the three points at minus 122 just to be give them the points just in case it were to come down to that field goal. I could get maybe get a push. But uh, if you really want to, I like the Saints on the money line plus 126 just on the road. It's tough to go to Foxborough and get a win. Um yeah, I'll probably go Saints plus three here. I agree with the Saints plus three. I don't want it to move to the two and a half. It looks like it's heading that direction. So the plus three is definitely the move in my opinion. Yeah, give me that plus three before it drops to the two and a half. And next, we got the Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. We got the Browns favored at minus seven and a half. Money line at minus 320 and the over under at 46 and a half. All these seven and a half point spreads, I'm getting scared taking all the minuses, but I don't see Chicago going into Cleveland and covering that. But last week we picked the Bengals against the Bears. The Bears were at home. Bears were able to get the first point, the first touchdown of the game, and they just kind of kept the lead the whole game. Um, I don't see that happening this weekend in Cleveland. I see the Browns coming out on top. That seven and a half is scary. I can see the Bears covering that maybe by a four-point game. Uh, I don't know. Give me, I think I'm, I'm going to go with the bears plus seven and a half here. I think, I think it comes down to a closer game than people think here. Give me the, give me the bears with the points. What do you think about the over under 46 and a half? The over has hit in the bears last four regular season road games. Yeah. Uh, 46 and a half. Yeah. So you I you think it's going to be semi 20, 28, 20. 28-23, maybe somewhere in there. 28-23, Bears cover. Yeah. I see it. I see that big time. All right, next one, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. We got the Giants favorited at minus three, the money line at minus 158, and the over-under at 47.5. The under is 11-1 and one in the last 12 meetings between these clubs. And the under is also 8-1 and one in the Giants' last nine matchups. So that over-under at 47.5, do you think it's going to be another lower-scoring matchup? I personally do think it's going to be another lower-scoring matchup. I'm going to go with that under on 47.5, not being an over-unders guy. Give me this over-under. This will be the only over-under I bet this week. I like the Falcons-Giants under 47.5, minus 112. As far as the spread goes, if I were to take something there, this is two teams I refuse to bet on spread-wise. Um, Falcons plus three maybe, but it's just like I, I just can't tell myself you're betting. You need the Falcons or you need the Giants. Like 
I've, I'd be confident telling myself I took under 47.5 on both of those teams because I don't see them reaching anywhere near that. Next, we have the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. We've got the Raiders favored at minus 3.5, money line at minus 200, and the over-under at 45.5. The Las Vegas Raiders over is 13-4-1 in their last 18 games. So with the over-under here at 45.5. Yeah, that's a rather interesting stat right there. As far as this game, I'm going to stay away from the total points. Um, I think I'm going to go Raiders minus 3.5. I saw this morning is going to be missing this game. I think the Raiders at home, Carr and Waller, they look good. Being able to, th- I mean, as far as their offensive scheme, throw the ball to Waller 80% of the time. I don't know how long that's going to work for you. The Steelers were able to minimize it, holding him to five receptions, I'm thinking like under 70 yards. Didn't get a touchdown. Raiders were still able to get the win, so can't say it didn't work. Raiders are 2-0, and going back home against an, a banged-up Dolphins team. Give me the Raiders, minus 3.5. Uh, as far as the total, I don't really like that at all, but the minus 200 money line would be nice to put in a parlay if you're not liking that 3.5 if you think it could come down to a field goal, but... Personally, I like that three and a half. I agree. I think the three and a half is the good bet here. I don't think the Dolphins are going to come out putting up too many points. So I don't know about the 45 and a half, but I am going to stay away with away from it just like you. Raiders three and a half is the way to go. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh, and looking at this next game, there's not much to say about this next game either for me at least. Uh, we got the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, the struggling Zach Wilson, going into Denver, Mile High Stadium, to face Mister Mister Cover, Mister Cover every game, you know, Mister Teddy Bridgewater, who just finds a way to cover a lot of games. And I saw a stat; he's like seventy-two percent in his career against the spread, something crazy as a starter. But I don't know. I, I that's ten and a half. That's a lot. But I think I like the Broncos with the ten and a half. I think they win this game by thirteen or more. Um, what so, do you think? I'm not sure. Uh, Broncos. I think the ten and a half high. is nice. That over under forty one and a half is scary because I could also see this being a very low scoring game. The Jets have just been struggling. Zach Wilson threw all those interceptions last week. I just can't put money, faith, or money on the Jets at plus ten and a half. I don't disagree with that. The this is definitely, you know, easily the highest spread of the week. Scary to take that ten and a half, though. I'm not, not all about that ten and a half. Yeah, I just think at home, I think they find the ability to win by thirteen or more. And finally, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. We've got the Seahawks at minus one and a half money line at minus one twenty, and the over under at fifty five and a half. What are you thinking, Huff? Seahawks have won the last four matchups straight up against the Vikings. So minus 120, that's some pretty good value in my opinion. Yeah. I um, think Seahawks money line, if not the one and a half, the one and a half is so darn close. Yeah, I think I absolutely love the Seahawks here. If you want to go with the one and a half, go with the one and a half. But when spreads are that close, I just take, and the odds are 110 to 120, I'm going to go with the money line. Seahawks money line here. I don't think there's a chance Russell Wilson goes into Minnesota and loses this week. Um, 
it really comes down to Seattle's defense week in and week out. The Vikings were able to give Arizona a run for their money last week. We had Arizona on the team card, minus three and a half. They weren't able to cover it. Um, they ended up losing by one to the Cardinals, but I see the Seahawks coming out on top here upright. Uh, so I think Seahawks money line minus 120 is the safe pick, and I like that a lot. Vikings coming off, you know, two losses so far this year, 0-2. I'm thinking the Seahawks are going to make it 0-3. I think I agree with that, yeah. All right, everybody. Now, for the first time, we want to introduce a guest caller of the podcast. With Mackie being unavailable this week, we thought it'd be a great time to segue into some new things for the podcast. Here, we have Tony Sikowski from Penn Township. Tony, say hi to the people. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on. I just had an ice cream sandwich. I'm ready to talk some football. <laughs> Killer, Tony. I'd love Let's to hear it. it. All right. Can't wait to hear some of Tony's thoughts for the couple games that we're going to go over here. In the first game we got here with Tony is the LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a 1 p.m. game. Hoff, you want to get us rolling on this one? A couple things right off the bat here. I think Kansas City coming into this game after losing last week in Baltimore, I don't think that they're going to lose two weeks in a row, let alone against the Chargers and Justin Herbert, this young offense that, you know, they throw it deep. I think the Chiefs are going to be prepared for that. Tyron Matthew with the two interceptions last week, the pick six for the first touchdown of the play. I personally had a stake on that first touchdown, the risk-free on Fandle, but um, wasn't able to cash in on that. But um, I think the Chiefs come out on top here. Minus six and a half, that's a big number, even though they are at home at Arrowhead. Uh, I don't know, Tony, what do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. We saw how those Chiefs, their defense, definitely, they had a hard time stopping the run last week. They really have a hard time stopping anything in general. Uh, that being said, I still have to roll with the Chiefs on this one. I have to go with Mahomes. I think money line's probably the pick. Chiefs money line on that one. They got all those receivers. Hard to stop them. Yeah, I agree. That's six and a half. That I don't know. Herbert, that young that young gun, could throw the ball anywhere he wants, and if his offense is on and clicking on any given Sunday, they have the, the ability to win. But like you said, I'm going to put my money with Mahomes here. I got a good trend here to stay with your money line pick here, Tony. The Chiefs are 1-11-1 against the spread in their last 13 games, obviously knowing that they can win some games, but clearly not taking the spread with them. And Mahomes just losing his first game in September, if I'm n- not corrected. I think you're correct. To Lamar Jackson. They play a lot of tight games. That's They do. And for a team that's known for being such a high-paced offense with the fast receivers and, you know, they have the ability to score a lot of points, they, they, get, they find themselves in a lot of close games. And you got to wonder if that's because of the defense or – you know, if that offense, you know, they can't score much more. You can't ask much more of a guy like Mahomes and the ability that he has. But, I mean, I think I'm going to roll with the money line here. What do you think about the total points of 55 and a half? I'm not a big over-unders guy. Uh, they know that about us, but I don't know about you with the over-unders. A 55 and a half uh, under is going to be minus 114. Uh, I think to take over in that one. I think it could be to see a shootout happening. Yeah, like a like a twenty eight, twenty four, get up there. You know what I mean? Or I wouldn't. No, that's fifty. That wouldn't. I. I. Yeah, I can see Chiefs. Chiefs get up above thirty. I can see the Chargers carrying the rest of that to hit the over. Thirty one, twenty seven. Two quarterbacks throwing the ball all around the field. 
was 31-27. Chargers cover six and a half, but the Chiefs cover the money line. I could see it. Sounds like that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, I don't know how much I'd put my money on the Chargers with that six and a half with the ability of the Chiefs offense to just pull away by any more than a touchdown. But, um, yeah, I'd probably stick with the money line. Maybe even a parlay, try to get that 310, that minus 310 up a little bit. All right, and time to move into the next game on our slate. It is, again, another 1 o'clock game. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got a couple good trends for this one that I'm going to read off the bat. The home team is 3-0-1 against the spread in their last four matchups. The under is 4-1 in the last five matchups. And the Bengals are 7-4-1 against the spread with Burrow starting in their last 12 games. Tony, how do you, why don't you start us off with a guy like Burrow coming into our hometown and seeing what he can do against the Steelers offense? Well, you know the, the all the injuries the Steelers have. You know that old cowboy has a pec injury right now. <laughs> I see him toughing it out. I see him playing. I see him winning a home game this week. I think he could take the points with the Steelers. Minus three. You like the minus three? I like the minus three, yeah. Yeah, and the injured players that you talked about, I mean, it's going to be big if – the coming out of today, the report that I'm hearing is Devin Bush practiced in full with a groin injury. Uh, limited was Joe Hayden and TJ Watt, both with groins. Justin Lane with an Achilles and then missed in full practice. Um, Deontay Johnson out with a knee. That's a big target for Ben in that offense. Yeah, a lot of people out, but Steelers, I don't see them losing back-to-back games at home. Joe Burr is a young quarterback. That Bengals team still has some work to do. I see the Steelers pulling it out. And another another interesting fact coming out of Steelers practice today is that Eric Eric Ebron was out with a by a coach's decision. Interesting. More snaps for that rookie Fryermuth out of Penn State. Yeah, I was just going to lead into that. Does that look into more opportunities and snaps for Fryermuth into the offense? I think so. Get him in that fantasy lineup if you have him. Yeah, I I snagged him early in the season to just put him on the bench with Waller in the starting lineup. I think I'm liking your same thing. The Steelers minus three. I don't think the Steelers are losing two weeks in a row. Ben with that pec injury. A lot of this is going to come down to these injuries. I'm not making this pick today, but uh, TJ Watt and Ben, if they play both, you know what I mean? They're back in full capacity with practice and everything. I'm taking the Steelers minus three, minus 115. Um, I also like Steelers minus three. I think it's a solid, solid bet. Uh, you know, going pe- back with history as well as again Steelers aren't losing two weeks in a row 43 and a half I don't know I I like the over personally of 43 and a half but that also depends on if the you know Ben's playing and a lot of the other guys that are injured are playing the first half spread is actually sitting at Steelers minus one and a half minus 120 Tony do you have any interest in that play we've seen some slow starts for the Steelers I, I think I'd personally avoid that one and, the, and I don't think the spread's big enough to give it to the Bengals, the one and a half at plus 100. No. No. Can never take that. Yeah. So I think the play here is going to be minus three. I'd say wait until as close until game time as you can get. But also with that risk, you take the chance of that spread going uh, away from your favor or in your favor. But um, I think Steelers come out on top here by more than a field goal if the all the starters play that they need, Ben and TJ Watt. And now to segue into our first 430 game here, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Los Angeles Rams. 
I got a fun little trend here. Since moving into SoFi Stadium last season, the under is 8-1 at SoFi, which is a pretty interesting stat. And as we know, both these teams are undefeated so far this year, 2-0. What do we think we see here, Tony? What do you think? Uh, Bucks at Rams, two NFC powerhouses here. Uh, I have to go with Brady here. He was my pick for MVP this season. Uh, but I'm going to have uh, my eyes on this game particularly because I think this could be a NFC championship uh, matchup down the road. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I, I personally, I agree. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks here, even though they're on the road at the, at the new stadium in LA. Um, the Rams, that big defense. One thing that I am interested in is uh, Mike Evans under on the receiving yards. That's not posted yet, but being guarded by Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's known to shut down big name receivers. Uh, I think I think I'll be looking at that number if it's around sixty or fifty yards. I'll be looking at that under, but I still like Tampa Bay to come out on top. The one and a half, I think, I'm taking that. Um, the under, as far as the trend that you were talking about, uh, I don't know how much I'm going to go with that. I think these two teams, Stafford and this new L.A. Rams offense, and their ability to put the ball in the end zone with a guy like Cooper Cup, you know, I think, and Brady and Gronk and the guys on Tampa Bay, I think I like the, what's the number sitting at? 55 and a half? That's high. I don't know. Tom, what do you think? Tampa's defense has has come out a lot slower than they were last season. That's what I'm thinking. I could see being being put up in this one. 55 and a half. You like the over there? I don't know. That's a tight one. I could I would say over, yeah. Yeah, if I had to bet the over under, I'd probably go over in that game just with the ability of both offenses to put the ball in the end zone. But I'm going to go just safe pick. I think it's safe. It's Bucks minus one and a half. Um the minus 105 money too. I like that almost plus money. Uh the I just I don't know. I don't see the Rams in a situation where they win this game. I think it would have to take an absolute blow up of the the Buccaneers defense, as you were saying. They start slow. If the Rams can get up a maybe a two possession lead and kind of hold it for a while through halftime, that's where I could see the home field advantage coming into play in the second half, and they have the ability to cover that one and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And next, we got the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. For this game, honestly, the 49.5, I really like the over. I think with, you know, Packers' defense is eh. But the Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to come out and swing in with some points. You guys I, agree? I personally, yeah, I agree. I personally like the uh, the 49.5. If we're talking over-unders, I like the over on the 49.5. Minus 115, what I'm seeing right now on FanDuel. But I also personally like the Packers, plus 3.5. I like the money line at plus 154, but I'm going to go with the three and a half, give them the points just in case, you know, you never know what a guy like Jimmy G has up his sleeve at home. What do you think, Tom? I have to agree with the Packers plus three and a half. I think it's tough going down to the 49ers and playing that team, but I think Aaron Rodgers is starting to put things back together here. He's going to start look to look more like what he did last season. I think, you know, he showed everyone what he's capable of. I think that week one game was – at this point, a fluke, as we see. I'm not saying Jameis was going to be anything crazy this year, but we saw him lose that last week in Carolina kind of bad. But I don't know. I th- I have faith in the Saints, but necessarily the, we're, this week we're talking Packers – or this game we're talking Packers-Niners. So 
Give me the Packers plus three and a half. If you like over-unders, I'd go over on the 49 and a half, but my pick for this game is definitely going to be the Packers three and a half. I think that's a smart pick here, Huff. On to the next one. We're going to move into the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. The home team for this one has won and covered the spread in the last five meetings between these clubs. So what do we think? Do we like Dallas with the points and the money line here? Personally, I like Dallas minus three and a half here. Follow the trends. I think Dak is going to come out at home. You know what I mean? Last week they went in L.A. and they won outright. They were underdogs three and a half. We picked them three and a half. And this week I'm going to pick them as a favorite of minus three and a half at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I like this new Philadelphia Eagles offense with the new receivers, Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager off that injury. I think they have a lot of upside on offense, but I think the Eagles defense is their downside. And I think the Cowboys are going to be able to exploit that and cover that three and a half tone. Uh, Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, Jalen hurts the young quarterback seems like he's improving every game, uh, making plays with his legs as well. I love to see that, but I have to agree with you. Cowboys offense is really overpowering this season. I don't really see the Eagles stopping them. I love them minus three and a half. The three and a half, uh, that over under 51 and a half is a shaky number because this kind of game, I can see it be like, it's a divisional matchup. You know how that is with the kind of the, uh, not kind of, it is the worst division in the, in all football, the NFC East. And, you know, they have the ability to, I could see this being a very low scoring uh, uh, game where that 51 is not even near, but you know, these offenses, they have the ability to put the ball in the end zone, but with both defenses not being necessarily the best, that's why I think the number is set high. But I don't know. I'm going to stay away from this over-under. I don't even know if I what I like if I were to pick one. NFC least tends to be sloppy. I'd say under 51. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Yeah, the Cowboys offense is very good, but I think the Eagles are going to be able to put up a tight, a tight game and keep that under 51 and a half. Can't believe it's that high. Yeah, I mean, I still like the Cowboys with the three and a half here. I agree. I don't see Cowboys losing that one. I think they're going to win that division this season. Yeah, if you want to be a little safe, I'd take the money line sitting right around. It's at 190. Uh, it's kind of heavy, but I think they, I mean, if you think they're going to win, they're going to win. So uh, I like them with the points. So obviously I'm going to say I like the money line, but yeah, give me Cowboys three and a half at home against Jalen Hurts and these Eagles. But all right, Tom. Before you get out of here, I got to get one pick for you from the week for this weekend. What do you like? My lock of the week is Cardinals with the points over the Jaguars. You know, a young, struggling Jaguars unit led by Urban Meyer. Uh, I I don't see them winning against them. I don't see them covering against them. The electrifying Kyler Murray, he's going to be putting up points. He's going to be making plays. That's my pick for the week. The seven and a half. You like the Cardinals minus seven and a half in Jacksonville, correct? I love it. Thanks for having me, guys. All righty. Thank you, Tony. Looking forward to having you back soon. Have a good weekend and good luck to you and study hard. Anytime, boys. Thank you. Alrighty, and this week we are going to add a little bit of college football for you. Talking bets for this weekend, this Saturday, uh, September 25th. 
Uh, nothing crazy. We're not going to go too in-depth as we do with all the NFL games, but there are a couple games this week that I have my eye on. We have number 12, Notre Dame, heading into Wisconsin, number 18. Uh, the 3-0 and Fighting Irish are looking to get a win over the 1-1 one one Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin is sitting at minus 6.5. Uh, I personally like Notre Dame, I think, plus 6.5 if you're going to bet the spread here. I'd go... I think Notre Dame could win this game outright, but just to be a little on the safer side with Wisconsin at home, I'm going to give them the points and the minus or the plus six and a half sitting at uh, minus one fourteen. Notre Dame three and zero, looking ahead to four and zero. I think they have the ability to do that. The over under sitting at forty six and a half. I also like the over there. Uh, maybe Notre Dame plus six and a half with the over. If you want to do one of those match doubles, but I'd probably just stick with Notre Dame with the points personally. All right, and another game that we're going to look at this week, we got a night game. We got a Saturday night, 7.30 start in Big 12 football. We got the West Virginia Mountaineers heading into Oklahoma, face the Sooners, Spencer Rattler and the boys. Um, We got West Virginia sitting at a 17.5 point underdog at minus 115, a plus 590 money line on the road in Oklahoma and we got the over under sitting at 55 and a half minus 110 going both ways. Um personally uh all bias aside, I don't necessarily like Oklahoma minus 17 and a half. I think West Virginia has the ability to keep this within 17 points, but I one thing I do really like about this game is over 55 and a half. I think both offenses have the ability to put points on the board. I can see a very high scoring game. Saturday night, Big 12, you know, a lot of yards, not a lot of defense. I see a very high-scoring game. I think this over should be way higher, almost at 60, 59.5 maybe. I like the 55.5 over. I'm going to go over 55.5. All right, and this segment of the podcast is where we get into what everyone comes for. We got the team card for week three. First bet, we're going to go Steelers minus three at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, a young team. Uh, I th- I'm anticipating all these Steelers teams to, or all these Steelers players to get back on the field and the Steelers to cover that three. All right, next we got Raiders minus three at home against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, everything we said, you know, banged up Miami team. They're not much without Tua, so uh, I, th- I like the Raiders at home minus three and a half. Uh, next, going Sunday night football, we're going to take the Packers plus three and a half on the road. Going to San Francisco, I think Aaron Rodgers goes back and gets up to two and one on the season. Gets everything back on track, above 500. I'm still going to give him the points, three and a half just in case. Uh, yeah, give me Packers plus three and a half. Uh, last bet of the weekend, we're going to go on Sunday afternoon. Seahawks money line minus 120 going to Minnesota. I think Russell Wilson gets it done on the road in the Dome, Minnesota. uh, Tough start to the season. I don't know if this is their game to turn things around. Yeah, give me the Seahawks money line, minus 120. I really like that Seahawks money line. Really excited for this week. What are you thinking, Huff? Got four picks for you guys. Uh, Hopefully we can turn things around from last week. You know, we're down right now, but we're not out. We got to get back on things this week, week three. We got a long season ahead of us. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We got to get back on track now. Let's go. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod, Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod, 
website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLING.